0: telling us to enjoy it while they're young. But our days are filled with chaos and stress and cooking and endless laundry piles. Where's the time to enjoy anything? Yeah, that's what I always thought too. There's so much I have to do. When do I find time for peace and joy and happiness when I barely have time to sleep? Mama, it's time for a shift. You can be a happy mom. Yeah, it's possible. If I can, you can. Trust me. I've been a mess. I've been depressed. I've been overwhelmed. I've been to the bottom of the pits. And I've risen. I've grown. I've bloomed. And it all started when I realized I didn't have to anything. I get to. It is my privilege and my honor and my divine responsibility to be the queen of my home. It's not a burden. I'm not the janitor and the lunch lady. I'm in charge. I'm the ruler. I'm the chaos coordinator. I'm the calm in the storm. I don't have to anything. I get to. So do you. So let's rise, mamas. Adjust your crown. Accept your responsibility. And change the effing world. It's all in the way you choose to see it. You're listening to I Get To. The podcast with Brittany Clarkson. That's me. This one is for the lazy, cold-hearted people hater. A.K.A. my past self. I... I always hated being called lazy and cold-hearted, and I hated that I just didn't really enjoy being around people very much. But I thought that's who I was because that's who I was told that I was. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about getting to the center of who you are and releasing the versions of you that you've been told you are. We're going to release the beliefs that other people have put on you. Release those expectations that others have put on you because you only have a responsibility to show up as yourself. And the whole world really likes to make up a story about who you are. And what they believe about you is none of your business. They have no authority to determine who you are. They have no place to cast a judgment. What they believe about you is simply none of your business. And what they think about you has to have no effect on you. Someone else's thought is simply that. It's a thought. The only power a thought has is the power that you give it by believing it or not. So I grew up with a lot of misconceptions about myself. Beliefs about me that had been placed on me by other people. And at the center of those misconceptions was the real me, the me that I'm still connecting with and growing closer to and growing into. That beautiful best self version of me is beneath titles like lazy, cold-hearted, introvert. See, I thought because I was an introvert, once I got that label, it made me realize oh, being around people isn't good for me. And I blamed my being a pessimistic jerk towards people and being super judgmental. I blamed that on being an introvert. I used being introvert as an excuse to not grow close to people, to not want to go out with people, to not want to invest in relationships because I'm an introvert. I get to stay home and not go out. But the real reason I never wanted to go out is social anxiety, which is stemmed from my general anxiety disorder, which I have later. <laughs> I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, but I have later, now that I've worked through a lot of the anxiety and I have conquered many of the fears, I'm realizing, oh, actually I am like a victim of sensory overload. I'm I'm highly sensitive to things in my environment. I very much, all these things so blend together. Um, But like, I get really sensitive to noise and to light and to like, just a lot of people doing things all around me. Um, It's that the activity that causes my anxieties. It's not a fear like it used to be when it was definitely anxiety. Um, but still like going to the grocery store can give me like a panic attack. It's because of sensory overload, not because of anxiety, slight differences, big differences, but it's really interesting to get to the root of who you are and like, what's piled on top of you, you know, digging through this pile of crud to get to who you are, to remove those labels, like introvert and to realize Being an introvert doesn't mean you hate people. It simply means that your energy is drained by being on for a long time. You lose your energy when you are around people. And you need to go be alone to recharge. It doesn't mean you're better off alone. It means you have to be conscious of the balance that you need In order to maintain those healthy relationships that are draining all your energy. This in no way means that you should avoid people if you're an introvert. But that you should take intentional solo time after socializing. And it's the same flip that. Um, On the flip side, it's the same thing for an extrovert. It doesn't mean that you need to be around people all the time and avoid alone time. Alone time is still so good for you to just sit and drain your brain and just breathe. You don't have to show up and be on all the time just because you're an extrovert. Just because that gives you energy, you don't have to constantly be building up your energy. You can decompress. You can take time to be alone. You can enjoy your time alone. And then go be around people to recharge up your energy and get excited again. Just because someone puts a label on you doesn't mean you have to fit into a box that you think that label belongs on. I was also told that I was lazy for so, so long. I really thought that I was lazy. Um that's a title I got from my mom in my teen years when I didn't want to help out with, uh, chores and stuff. Um, she had told me I was lazy, but I'm actually like, I have a really good work ethic. Anytime I've had a job, I've gone above and beyond to do more than what was expected of me. So how was that lazy? What that means is that it was something else stopping me from doing chores. Because I can do a job for anyone else and I can do it really well. But you know what it is? It's not that I'm lazy. It's that I hate cleaning. It's that I don't really know what I'm doing when I'm cleaning. It's that I was introduced to cleaning with a lot of really harsh, dangerous chemicals that I am highly sensitive to. And I didn't know that at the time until I was, you know, exposed to other cleaning chemicals and learned about, you know, pine is extremely dangerous. And I made switches to natural cleaners. And now cleaning doesn't make me sick. (laughs) Um, When I scrub stuff down with just like baking soda solution, it doesn't make me sick. Um, We use a lot of baking soda and vinegar around the house now. Uh, Clean natural alternatives. Not that that's what this is about. But sometimes we get put the wrong labels because of one particular circumstance. But when we look at the whole, you might realize, wow, actually that's not true. I've believed that about myself for so long, but it's not true. It's something else causing the behavior that was awarded the label. So yeah, I hate cleaning. I've made that super clear in so many ways. I'm working through it. I'm learning to clean from a place of love, even though I don't enjoy clean. Like, it's not even that I don't enjoy it, I very much have had to come over, overcome hurdles of genuinely hating it and doing anything I can all my life to avoid it. There will be an episode later on going in depth with home care routines and mindset around <sighs> shifting into cleaning from a place of love when you absolutely hate it like I have. But for now, we're talking about being lazy. Lazy was the wrong label for me. All right. There was a disconnect somewhere. And that, because it wasn't laziness. What has, what was happening is I was being paralyzed by perfection. At my jobs, I didn't really care about getting things perfect. I just knew they had to get done and they had to get done by a deadline in my school, didn't really care about getting perfect. Um, like I've mentioned in a previous episode, like I was really good at school, um, standardized tests and all that kind of stuff. So like, I didn't really care what kind of a job I did because I had full faith I was going to do good enough, um, or even more than good enough. And I didn't really attach a lot of worth to my grades because they pretty much came easy. Um, It was really a shock and a jolt when I didn't get a good grade on something because everything else came so easy. Um, But anyways, so I wasn't lazy because I did a good job on those things. I would complete the task, I wouldn't avoid it, but they were also things that I didn't really care about as much. They didn't have to be perfect. When it comes to trying to clean the home, My mother had instilled in me the belief that if I'm not going to do something right, I shouldn't do it at all. Because if you clean, if you mop the kitchen floor wrong, you're going to have to do it again. So do it right the first time. She meant to encourage me to do a good job. But my subconscious brain took that as a choice and decided, well, then we're not going to do it at all. So therefore, Me not showing up and doing stuff, me completely procrastinating every home care routine, me getting so stressed out about home care, really, really stemmed from wanting to do it right. I wanted to get it perfect. And if it wasn't going to be perfect, I wasn't going to do it. I most often opted for just not doing it. So That's one thing as a greatest lesson that has been learned recently is begin imperfectly just begin somewhere. I learned it first through starting this business, just jumping in, starting a podcast when I don't know what I'm doing and just showing up and starting and learning along the way. It doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to start. If you start walking, your path will be guided. Wisdom will guide you where you're meant to be, but you have to start moving first. And that is something I've recently started applying to home care routines. And I got my total shower scrubbed. Um, like that was one thing I would always put off because scrubbing the whole shower is such a big deal. Like it's such a big ordeal. It takes so much to do. And it's always so difficult. It takes a lot of work, like physical work to scrub. Um, so, I mean, like my shower wasn't like mildew state. But it was like soap scum that was hard to get off. Um, And most of the time I shower in dim light. So I couldn't even tell how bad it was getting until I turned on the bright light and pulled the curtain back and was like, oh, wow. That is dirtier than I thought. And I just decided, what if I just start? What if I just do a little bit? And as I have a sponge and some baking soda solution, I'm just scrubbing part of the shower, reminding myself again and again and again, it doesn't have to be perfect. I don't have to complete this job right now. I just have to do some of it. It just has to be a little bit better. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be better. And with that three days, I had the shower cleaned because every time I went to get in the shower, I just grabbed the sponge and said, it doesn't have to be perfect just has to be a little bit better. And I made it a little bit better every day and I got it clean and it didn't stress me out and I didn't hate it. But mindset shifts, changing the way you talk about things, changing your language around things, changing your approach to things, it can make a really big deal. I know some people struggle with finishing any task at all. And there is a time and there is a place to say, if you're not going to finish it, don't start it. But there's also a time and a place to say, you don't have to finish it. You just have to start. That's why it's so important to just pay attention to yourself, to your cycles, to where you're at, to your season. What is helping you now and what is not? And make the shifts you need because life is constantly changing. Life is change. You can't figure it all out once and just keep going like that and not make any changes everything is constantly changing. So you have to be making adjustments. You have to be paying attention to what's working and what is not and where you are. Wow. How can you fix it as simply and easily as possible? Because otherwise you end up in these habits of over-complicating things. And then you add more to your plate that overcomplicates things. And then all of a sudden you're doing so many things that are wearing you out and you're burning out and you don't know why because you should be able to handle all this. But when you stop and reassess things, there's probably a lot of things on your plate that don't need to be there anymore. They don't need to be nearly as complicated as you've made them because for the season, it worked to do things like very in depth and detailed, but maybe now it can be a lot more simple. Um, like maybe you had gotten in a habit of doing laundry once a week. And it was just so much easier to dedicate one day a week to doing all the laundry and folding the whole mountain one day a week. Maybe that worked at one time. And maybe now, well, now you can't afford to spend a whole day on laundry. Maybe now what you need is to do one basket of laundry every day. Because wash, dry, fold one basket doesn't take a whole lot of time. It takes like five minutes to start the load, five minutes to dry the load. Maybe 10 or 15 minutes to fold it when it's one basket. It's the time commitment very much shifts and changes depending on, you know, and it just depends what season you're in. Sometimes one thing works for now, but that doesn't mean it works forever. You have to be willing to constantly reassess everything and just pay attention to what doesn't even feel good anymore. What are you not looking forward to doing? What What do you just genuinely hate in your life? What is really, really stressing you out? Maybe we go through seasons with um, cooking a lot. Sometimes I get in a season where like I just need super simple dinners, like 10, 15 minutes to cook or just toss it in the oven dinners. Um, Sometimes we get in a season where I need my husband to help out a lot more in the kitchen. And sometimes I'm in a season where I can cook like – legit home cooked meals without getting burnt out about it and like feel really good about cooking it and what we're eating. Uh, Most of the time I don't enjoy cooking, but I do go through seasons where, yeah, I'd rather cook or go through seasons where we do the meal delivery um, boxes so that I don't have to worry about making sure we have what we need for dinner. I just know we'll have the ingredients for dinner and it's something simple and easy to cook because I refuse to order anything that takes more than 30 minutes to cook. That's just not for me, even on my best days. I don't wanna spend more than 30 minutes cooking a meal. But anyways, the third label that I had put on myself that I had allowed on myself was that I was cold hearted and unsympathetic. Um, I was told that I lacked empathy from a pretty young age. And to me, it's because I felt... I'm a people pleaser. I'm a peacemaker. I'm an Enneagram 9. I... There I am. Talking about labels again, right? (laughs) But when someone else around me is hurting, I feel guilty, complaining. And... When someone else around me is hurting, like I, I feel it too, but for a long time, because of my history with depression, one of my coping mechanisms has been to numb out the feelings because I felt so many negative and shameful things that I chose just not to feel anything at all. So I kind of stopped caring about everything and that's what really led into the deepest depressions. Um, was the lack of caring. So what turned out is that I don't lack empathy. What I have since found out is that I'm highly sensitive to other people's energy. And as a coping mechanism, I chose to go numb and I wouldn't allow myself to feel sad for others or myself. So I appeared to be non-empathetic, but really I was forcing that. I chose to feel nothing, which meant I was never genuinely in any of my celebrations. And I never felt comfortable expressing what I really wanted. My brother actually used to make fun of me because anytime he'd ask me if I wanted something, I'd say, I guess. Like I felt insecure and shameful around as a 12 year old agreeing to go get ice cream with him. I would just say, I guess when he asked if I wanted ice cream. And I didn't realize that there was anything like weird or off about that until he had said something to me about saying I guess all the time. Um, I think he finally confronted me about that when I was like 18. He he might not have confronted me. He might have been making fun of me. He was probably making fun of me. But I just remember like him pointing it out and then I started thinking about it later because – While I dwell on every social interaction for years when I don't need to. Um, But then I started thinking about, I guess I shouldn't be. I should be excited for some things, right? Why am I so um, reluctant to be excited about things like ice cream? Things I know I enjoy and I like. The answer is yes, I would love to go for ice cream. But why am I saying, I guess, like, it's completely up to you if you want to go. Sure, I'll go if you're going. Why did I feel so unsafe to express my own opinions and desires? But I also, I shut out the emotions of others because I was afraid of how deeply I would feel them. And it turns out I'm what they call an empath. I just really suck at being an empath. (laughs) Growing up, I never knew how to protect my energy from being affected by others. So I just deflected it. I put up a wall so that I couldn't absorb their energy. Or at least I pretended that I couldn't. Um, after being around someone who is really stressed or sad, I would definitely take that with me. But I would put up a wall and shut off from connecting with them and discussing with them because I didn't want them to affect me. But in reality, it absolutely was affecting me. So this turned into a lose-lose situation where I was both hurting myself and not helping them. So my point for today, just because you've been lazy or cold-hearted or a people hater, doesn't mean that's really who you are. You can strip off any label that's been put on you just because you identify with a label, just because that label does in fact describe you, things like an introvert or or a people pleaser. Just because that label fits on you doesn't mean you have to join the club. You can be whatever you want to be. You can do whatever you want to do. You don't you don't have to fit in the boxes. You are a totally unique human. You have such a beautiful soul. And whatever label has been put on you in the past, you, just, you don't have to be part of it. You don't have to fit in the box. You're not a checklist. You're not, you're not a jar of mayonnaise. You don't need to have a label to define what you are and who you are. thank you so much for listening today. If you could do me a quick little favor and rate and review this podcast, that would mean so, so much to me. And also if you could screenshot the episode you're listening to and share it on your social media so that other mamas can find the same episodes and learn the same things you've learned. That would mean so much to me, so much to the whole world. Thank you so much for making the world a better place.